We'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for April 26, 2015. Continuing on this, we have, uh, and this is a this is an old thing I covered before, probably years ago, just to revisit this, just to give you a little more proof of this uh, regarding Obama. Barack Obama's been wearing the same ring for over 30 years, okay, and we're going to get to that in a second, what it means. When he and, and Michael, I mean Michelle, were married in October of 1992, Barack used the ring as his wedding ring, okay? He had already been wearing it, though, but they used, he, he used it. So what is so important about this ring that Obama will never take off? The answer is shocking. Well, it may not be to most of you. Here's a picture of him wearing it, and it's a distinctive ring. It's not just like a regular ring. It's got, like, you can see the the um oh i don't know the the cuts in the metal the gold um in it barack obama here is a picture of barack obama and his roommate hassan shando probably also a muslim at occidental college in 1981 now it's it's cut off the other guys cut off um and uh, there were some very very homosexual looking pictures of him and his roommate there as well uh, but this one all you're seeing is obama in his hand and then we have another picture of him wearing it as uh, president. I mean, it's in a picture. It's it's not like he's trying to hide it. Okay, and then here's another one. Obama is in Cairo, Egypt, smiling and waving during his speech. You, you see up close of him and then his hand. He's wearing the ring. What does the inscription on the ring Obama will never take off mean? Well, it's in Arabic, okay, and the words are here. But it means there is no God except Allah. Okay, so he wears a ring that he hasn't taken off in at least over 30 years that, say, that is inscribed in Arabic, there is no God except Allah. Okay, so this is how he can say all the quotes that we just cited, and, and I could keep going on that all day long. And then all of the quotes that he said about Christianity and his utter absolute contempt for it that absolutely prove the guy is a Muslim. So, with Christians on the chopping block, 190 U.S. cities are secretly selected to help destroy America within. Is your city on this list? This just came out this week. With six U.S. citizens arrested within the last 24 hours, and we're going to look at that little clip in a, in a little bit here. Um, six U.S. citizens were arrested within the last 24 hours attempting to join ISIS, as shared in the video below from ABC News, 190 U.S. cities have been secretly selected, secretly selected, because they got to do this by stealth, if at all possible, to receive a massive influx of Muslim, well, really, they're illegal aliens, because they're not, they're not here legally, but Muslim immigrants via the U.S. State Department in their bid to destroy America with it from within by creating a nation within a nation within the United States. Now remember, this is how Islam always operates. They infiltrate, they go into their ghettos, they, they, they breed, they bring more people in, they rape, they pillage, they annihilate, they intimidate everybody around them, and they expand, and they expand. Look at what, what's happening up in Dearborn, Michigan, and a lot of other places. They open up their mosques, they get all kind of preferential treatment, you can't say a thing against them because Islam is a religion of peace, they get whatever they want to get, they rape, at at a at a, at a um, unbelievable rape uh, rate, particularly 
They go after white women, and, and I'm just telling, I'm not being prejudiced, I'm saying this is what the demographic they like to rape the most, particularly if you're blonde hair, blue eye, that's more, they like to rape little girls, they like to like to get them and sell them into prostitution, just look at what they're doing in the UK, they've they've raped literally and sold literally thousands of, of, of teenagers and um, uh, I think even younger than that into prostitution and raped them. And this is what they do because they view them as subhuman because they're they're infidel. So they can do whatever they want to do with their sick, twisted, um, perverted, demon-possessed carcasses. They think that they can do whatever they want. And this is how they operate. So you, you see why I'm a little angry about this? Because this is coming to the world. It's coming to America. It's already in the UK to a large extent and they are doing at breakneck speed bringing these demon possessed vessels of satan into this country to further defile not only you got the illegal aliens being here illegally and them getting all their perks and preferences but now you've got this as well Residents of these cities, and now they've got 190 U.S. cities that have been secretly selected to receive a massive influx of the, now, I'm not saying every single person that would come in is a devil. Okay, I'm not saying that. But a whole lot of them are going to be. And if they're Islamic, even if they're not radicalized, they're still on that team. Okay? They still got the same devils that they're dealing with. Don't forget that. Well, he's a moderate. He's a nice guy. You know what? If he is, If he's praying to Allah, he's getting on that prayer rug, and he's a convert to Islam... Guess what? He's got those Islamic devils. They just may, may be a little more dormant than the next person. But you know what? If CERN's able to ramp up and, and, and the demons from hell are, are able to be unleashed, you know what? A lot of those latent devils are going to start coming out. We're going to really start seeing people's true colors is what I think is going to happen. That's why I'm viewing this very, very seriously and, and from a prayer standpoint. You know of a mosque in your community. You need to be going out there and, and if at all possible, stop for five minutes you know, even if even if it's in the parking lot across the street, and pray against that wickedness, pray against it. Pray that it, you know God drive them out of their hedge their way up with thorns, expose them for the evil. Don't let them prosper in their wickedness. If it be possible, pray that their souls be saved. Okay, but God knows who is going to be saved and who is not, and and that's up to Him. That's His doing. But these people were coming in here to literally defile. And I know, I know America's already pretty defiled, but this is this is like this would be one of the last nails in, in the collective coffin of America if they're able to pull this off. Residents of these 190 cities have been left angry and uninformed as they've been unable to get any information from authorities about whether or not these new quote residents um, are possibly members of ISIS with the intention of slaughtering Christians here in the USA, and you know that they are. This is near and dear to Satan's heart. It's near and dear to Obama's heart. And you know that they're, this is just one other stealth way. They're literally, whether they're Muslim Brotherhood, Al-Qaeda, ISIS, whatever, they're all on the same team. And they're, they're united to kill um, and rape and pillage as many Americans and bring this country down. So, with Muslim immigrants streaming into the United States at a rate of 100,000 per year, some of the com communities targeted for new arrivals are seeking information on their new neighbors, only to be frustrated by federal bureaucrats and their hired contractors. 
questions like, I mean, we don't have any right to know, right? I mean, we're just legal citizens here, you know. We, we, we don't have any right to know. How, so they, they're asking questions like, how does a city get on the U.S. State Department's list of 190 communities selected for refugee resettlement? Okay. How can cities find out who will be coming in and when? What, um, what services will they use? And what will be the cost to taxpayers? And the granddaddy of all questions, can the communities be assured that foreign nationals with ties to ISIS, Al-Shabaab, and other Islamic terrorist organizations won't slip through the government's poor screening process, posing as refugees? The answers to these questions are very simple. Very little information is available. That's what the answers are. And there are no guarantees that overt Islamic terrorists won't arrive in your town, says a leading expert on the refugee resettlement program. So this, these are words of comfort, you know. The importation of these Muslim immigrants is part of the overall plan to destroy America from within, as revealed in a recent White House conference call on immigration. The intention is to establish seedling communities so Satan can get his foothold in these seedling Islamic communities across the United States and then grow them all to become a nation within a nation, just like they do everywhere else. Eventually, with the immigrant nation taking over the host nation, the Islamic nation taking over the United States is what they meant there. That's the goal, an Islamic global caliphate. I mean, Islam hates America's guts and Israel's collectively. They don't like infidels, okay, which we would all be. But America and, and, and um, Israel are the main ones in the crosshairs. So here's a link. It's an embedded document. It's entitled 190 U.S. Cities to Receive Syrian Refugees. And it's, it's a... Uh, you can, you can look at it for yourself. We've got, like, I looked for the one for North Carolina. got tons of cities in North Carolina. Just This is just incomprehensible. Naming the 190 cities selected to help destroy America is your city on the list. The list embedded below gives you contact locations and phone numbers for cities in your area in case you're curious about ISIS's possibly being moved in your neighborhoods. And again, if there was enough prayer... If there was enough public awareness and pushback on this, I believe they would have a really hard time implementing this. But if there is no pushback regarding this, again, this is how the, the Illuminati gauges things. Public reaction. If there's no public reaction, then the Illuminati knows that they can further implement even more nefarious things that they're trying to do. They know how wicked and evil Islam is, and that's why it's very, very important for them to... to, to uh, have Islam firmly established in this country, and then when these terrorist cells go hot, they're gonna they're gonna annihilate the infrastructure. They're gonna poison the water systems. They're gonna take down the electrical grid. They're gonna do everything to basically. They're gonna kind of try to create almost like a, maybe an EMP attack without an EMP. You can take the electrical grid down. You can poison the water systems. You know, people are gonna start dying in mass. Because they're not going to have Walmart to go to anymore. And they don't have the provisions. And they don't have, most people don't. And people are going to start dying droves. They're going to start, and that's exactly what they want to implement. They, they don't, I mean, I think they would like to kill us all off personally. But they wouldn't mind if we killed each other off. As long as we die. Is how Islam feels. Is how the Illuminati feels. 
you know, I'm just saying, I'm just stating things that, that we've proven over and over and over in other studies. This just came out. ISIS terror takedown, six arrested in the last 24 hours. Authorities linked two people in San Diego and four in Minneapolis to an 18-year-old who allegedly acted as a recruiter for ISIS. This was on the nightly news. Two in San Diego. Okay, so I just wanted to get this situated to play. This is from ABC News, uh, like their, I don't know, 6 or 7 o'clock or whatever news. We're going to turn now to several major arrests tonight, six in 24 hours across two states, two in San Diego, four in Minneapolis, all linked, authorities say, by one man, an 18-year-old acting as a kind of recruiter for ISIS. Tonight, they're not the only ones. Look at this map. 53 suspects in two years accused of trying to join or support ISIS from the United States. ABC's I mean, this is such a joke, though. We're literally bringing these people in. We're literally greasing the skids for them to get in here. We know that they've got all of these terrorist compounds set up. I mean, we know where, all, I'm sure they know where all of them are. They're doing nothing about any of it. And they wonder why they would have any of this activity going on. I mean, it's such a total joke how they're they're supposedly quote handling this your justice correspondent pierre thomas reporting in live from washington tonight pierre david a young terror figure emerging tonight authorities identifying an american recruiter now in syria abdi noor only 18 accusing him of reaching out to friends and associates in minneapolis and urging them to leave the u.s and join isis also in this case the sheer number of arrests is unusual six young men living in one location caught in a single conspiracy and here's another twist. The FBI says two of the suspects who were caught in San Diego tried to get false passports so they could go to Mexico and then make their way into Syria instead of flying straight from the U.S. All potentially ominous developments. David? Pierre Thomas, live in Washington. Pierre, thank you. Okay, now, what? another thing I'm seeing, and again, I'm not saying this because I'm prejudiced. I'm going to say it because it's the truth. They're heavily going after the black male population. Okay. Now, a lo most of the time that starts in prison. Now you've already got all this race stuff going on. Ferguson, now the stuff up in Boston and or Baltimore and all of the, the stuff that's going on regarding that. Okay. You got that all going on. You've got all of this, this uh, animosity that the mainstream media is trying to create a, a white against black and in 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 this and that and then the black panthers and then all these people that are being sent there to incite violence and you know this guy dies up in baltimore and they go and they just trash half the town or whatever um that they were they were doing and they're attacking white people now overtly now that's what happened yesterday okay there's all this animosity which is further driving more black males into this islamic um particularly where a, a lot of this is coming from is the prison system they're recruiting them they're they're pleading on their sympathies about you got to get you know this is your way to get back at the white races and this and that and, and islam is the vehicle to do that come join with us so they've got this built in the, the blacks against the whites that's already been stoked it, it, you know and that's continues to be stoked then you've got the them yoking up with the muslims to further have a whole other group that would come against particularly the white races. I mean, I'm just saying that's that's who they, I think they want to target. I don't think they really want to target um, Hispanics. Is You know, I don't think. I may be wrong. But all of this is being done by design, okay? All of this, they're setting this up for this massive civil war 
that will be also taking place um, most likely when the economy collapses, when the, um, the uh, dollars devalued, when ISIS activates its, its uh, terrorist cells, when who knows happens here. Okay, this Jade Helm thing, whole other thing to add in there. I just wanted to throw that in there because that's also part of the equation that I have talked about. And, and the whole um, racial uh, war that's coming has all been predetermined, it's all by design, it's all being stoked by the Illuminati to get us fighting with one another and to get us wanting to kill one another. Okay, so this is part of Satan's plan. And, and in this video, I, it looked to be, I, I think, all black men that they're recruiting here okay so i i mean i could just see this the way that this is going to probably end up going down now let's go further uh intel report isis operating two terrorist camps near texas and new mexico border mexican cartels are bringing isis into the u.s so this is something we know is actually happening and isis is operating a camp just a few miles from el paso texas according to, to judicial Watch sources that include a Mexican Army field grade officer and a Mexican federal police officer. The exact location where the terrorist group has established its base is around eight miles uh, from the U.S. border in an area known as Anapra, situated just west of Ciudad Juarez in the Mexican state of Chihuahua. Um, the ISIS cell targets the New Mexico towns of Columbus and Deming for easy access to the United States, the same knowledgeable sources confirm. During the course of a joint operation last week, Mexican Army and federal law enforcement officials discovered documents in Arabic and Yerudu, as well as layout plans for Fort Bliss. They actually had the, the layout for Fort Bliss, the sprawling military installation that houses the U.S. Army's 1st Armored Division, Muslim prayer rugs were recovered with documents during the operation. I'm telling you, this is, it's going to go down, and it's probably going to go down sooner than later. Uh, they've been waiting a long time to implement this, and if they could have an attack on a military installation, this would be all the excuse that they would need to institute martial law. Okay, so law enforcement intelligence sources report the area around in Praia is dominated by the Juarez cartel. La Linea, which is the enforcement arm of the cartel, and Barrio Azteca, a gang originally formed in the jails of El Paso. Cartel control of, of Anapraya area makes it extremely dangerous and hostile operating environment for Mexican army and federal police operations. According to these same sources, coyotes engaged in human smuggling and working for the Juarez cartel helped to move the ISIS terrorists through the desert and across the border between Santa Teresa and Sunland Park, New Mexico. See, the enemy of the enemy is my friend. Okay, this is how they're all operating. Okay, you've got the Mexican drug cartels where they've got that whole La Raza mentality, the race, they believe that we've, the white man's come here, usurped all this land, America's theirs. Okay, and the white man came here, and I'm not saying that the, the white people or whatever that came here treated the Indians right or treated, uh, I'm not, I don't even want to get into that debate. I'm not saying that the, the, the Caucasian races that came to this country were like puritanical and did everything wonderfully and perfectly. Obviously, that's not the case, okay? But they they have a deep-seated hatred toward um, America on a lot of levels, particularly the these these uh, these Mexican gangs and these the drug cartels and things of this nature. They're the ones helping ISIS get into the country. Although they may not be the same religion, 
are probably, I mean, they, they're, they're more sensible, are the death cult, the Mexican gangs, I've talked a lot about that, um, and Islam is, but see, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, okay, so they're all enemies of America, okay, then you have the other angle, where you now, they're trying to incite the black races against the white races, and then you have a lot of the blacks joining, and they've been doing this, Islam, particularly in the prison system, okay, so they're going to use them, the enemy, my enemy is my friend, you see where this is all going, okay, there's going to be a built-in, there's going to be millions of built-in people that are already here on the soil, or, or maybe will be able to come over the border very easily, they're going to have a deep-seated hatred of particularly Caucasian Americans, and then this race war is going to be going on on a lot of different levels is the way I see it going down here. Um, but a lot of them are going to, even though they may be different, you know, even religions or whatever, they're going to be on the same team. They're going to be on the same team. Then if you have the foreign troops, Russians, deep-seated hatred of Americans, okay, they may be on, the, they're probably going to be on the same team as them. They're going to be instructed Okay, here, here are your allies. Here is the satanic legions that, you know, is safe to yoke up with. If, if you see them on the battlefield, these guys are your friends. You have the same common enemy. Maybe when it's all said and done, then you can kill each other off. So your differences after it. But kill the law-abiding Americans first. Kill them, get them out of the way first, and then you can hash out the differences later. I, I really think that's how they're probably going to try to approach this. Because what does ISIS have to do with some Mexican drug cartel? They're, they're totally different. Well, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So, going back to this, it says, To the east of El Paso and Ciudad Juarez, cartel-backed coyotes are also smuggling ISIS terrorists through the porous border between Acala and Fort Hancock, Texas. These specific areas were targeted for exploitation by ISIS because of their understaffed municipal and county police forces, and that's all by design. You understaff the border patrol, you, you, you make the fence as porous as possible, you make it as easy for them to get across, you put some, you know, I, I, we've documented all of that with the illegal aliens coming into the country, okay, that's all being done by design. So, um, they've targeted these areas because they're understaffed, and, um, and the relative safe havens the areas provide for the unchecked large-scale drug smuggling that was already ongoing. These people already have a huge network. It's not a big deal to smuggle some more people when you've already got a multi-billion dollar drug smuggling operation going on at, at probably hundreds of points on the border, you know. So, and then that Joe Biggs just went down there to um, the, the Mexican side and found a mosque down there, found ISIS terrorist cells, and, and I mean, you know, they're just waiting. And a lot of them, they're already here too, so... Mexican intelligence sources report that ISIS intends to exploit the railways, railways and airport facilities in the vicinity of Santa Teresa, New Mexico, a U.S. port of entry as well. It seems to me, and particularly with Jade Hum going on, that it's going to first go down on these border states and more near the border. Um, if there's some type of thing that breaks out, it, logically it would seem that that would be the case. We, we might get... Russians invading from the north as well. If it is a coordinated attack, I've heard that brought up as well. 
going back to this report, it says that the sources also say that ISIS has spotters located in the East Portrillo Mountains of North of New Mexico, largely managed by the Bureau of Land Management to assist the terrorist border crossing operations. Um, they do. They have spotters. I've watched some documentaries on this. And I mean, you'd see like the Border Patrol and then he'd go up to like the Rio Grande River, which is what separates Texas from Mexico. And, you know, he's like, look, look, there's a spotter right there. And it's a guy literally paid to sit there for 12 hour shifts that the drug smugglers provide. And they and they tell them where the Border Patrol's at. And they've got walkie talkies and they got all the stuff set up to where you know, they can communicate. So if they're if if the border patrol is 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 occupied in one area, that means other areas are unoccupied, and that's where they can do a safe crossing. Or let's say they send across a, a boatload of people, and as a diversionary tactic, they know they're going to get caught, and all the border patrols tied up with them. Meanwhile, all these other areas they can cross freely. You know, so I imagine that happens quite a bit. ISIS is conducting reconnaissance of regional universities they're going to hit the universities okay also conducting reconnaissance of white sands missile range they've got missiles down there right now our own government has missiles that they're putting up that the news is even some of the local news is reported on and they won't tell them why they're there missile batteries big ones not little ones like ones that are like you know eight nine feet long on, on like launching platforms. They just all of a sudden appeared. So White Sands Missile Range, they're looking at trying to, uh, ISIS is looking at trying to uh, annihilate that. Government facilities in Alamogordo, New Mexico, Fort Bliss, and the electrical power facilities near Anapra and Chaparral, New Mexico. You know, and is all this going to go down this summer in, rega in regard to this Jade Helm thing? I don't know. I mean you know something to pray about something to pray against obviously they're playing in a lot of very nefarious things this all the stuff going on with walmart i've been putting that out mostly in the newsletters now uh because there's no way i can cover all of that and there's a lot of obvious speculation there and i like to try to cover things that are more concrete this stuff i'm covering today is is you know it's really indisputable this has been confirmed over and over again. All the stuff that's going to ultimately end up happening with Jade Helm, I don't know. Maybe Jade Helm, and like I said, they love to beta test. There's been a lot of things that we thought were going to go live, and they didn't. Well, if there's enough public outcry, if there's enough pushback, if there's enough resistance to Jade Helm, then nothing might not happen on it at all. It might be some little small-scale thing. And then they said, well, you know what? We, we beta tested this, and we realized there was going to be way too much public awareness. We're going to have to go to some other plan to implement this that might be what happens with jade helm they also do that so that when things don't happen the people that were shouting oh the world's gonna end are discredited so understand they've been doing that for years as well and also here's another angle god intervening god intervening throwing monkey wrenches into their plan because people know about it born again christians and are praying about it god's hand moves they can't implement it satan has to get permission to do this stuff he just can't come in and indiscriminately. If that was the case, he would have killed all of us a long time ago if Satan had that kind of power, but he doesn't. So there's a lot of different reasons why things could or couldn't happen. I believe creating enough public awareness and enough prayer about the situation is really the key. Um, 
And so it's just a matter of educating. So let's go further. Muslim Brotherhood is in charge of Jade Helm. This is from Dave Hodges. Um, it is one thing for people of any faith to serve the government out of a sense of duty, honor, patriotism. It is quite another for adherents of a death cult with ties to known terrorist organizations to be allowed to serve in high, highly secure and sensitive positions involving people with clear ties to major terrorist organizations. In this context, I am, I am speaking about people holding key positions, many of them inside the Department of Homeland Security, who are tied to the Muslim Brotherhood. And when the president is one of these individuals, America has a duty to speak out and take steps to force the government to remove these individuals with very questionable loyalties from office. Subsequently, a significant part of this article will deal with the validating of these very serious concerns. Um, one year ago, retired U.S. Air Force General Tom McClerney, McElerney, uh, the former Assistant Vice Chief of Staff as well as Commander-in-Chief of the U.S. Air Forces in Europe, shocked the media when he announced on a radio program the presence of the Muslim Brotherhood inside the U.S. government. That's, that's no mystery. That's, that's no big revelation. We've been reporting on that for years. It's just a simple fact, and we're going to be looking at some of that again here today. But the event received scant attention from the mainstream media. McElerney's assertions are echoed in the best-selling book, jointly authored by Aaron Klein and Brenda Elliott, entitled Impeachable Offenses. This is also extremely highly referenced report we're looking at here. All the references are at the end in the PDF for this, uh, for 426-2015. This book was entitled Impeachable Offenses, which expresses, exposes how Obama has weakened America both domestically and abroad by emboldening America's enemies by tacitly supporting a Muslim Brotherhood revolution. Spurning our allies and minimizing the very real threat of Islamic fundamentalism, which now exists in key positions within the federal government. All of that's been proven just in the little study we've done today. McElerney's allegations are indeed backed up by irrefutable proof, as it is now crystal clear that President Barack Obama has placed individuals who represent or who are part of the Muslim Brotherhood into high security positions inside the federal government. Here's a small sample of the degree of penetration the Muslim Brotherhood has achieved during inside the Obama administration. Number one, and this is a small sample, okay? <clears throat> the Deputy Chief of Staff to former Secretary Hillary Clinton, Huma Abedin, the embarrassed and disgraced wife of deposed congressman Anthony Weiner, Huma Abedin, has undeniable family ties to the Muslim, Muslim Brotherhood. Uh, and again, she's a deputy chief of staff to former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. In an interview but with Front Page Magazine, an Islamist activist and author, Walid Shubat, explained that Huma's mother is and was deeply involved with the Muslim Brotherhood and that Huma's brother, Hassan, is on the board of Oxford Center for Islamic Studies where he's a fellow and partner with other board members, including Al-Qaeda associate Omar Nassif, and the notorious Muslim Brotherhood leader Sheikh Yosef Kawawardi. Both have been listed as OCIS trustees. So, obviously, it serves Satan's agenda that the FBI stopped vetting federal governmental employees in highly sensitive positions. Now, remember, the FBI stopped vetting governmental employees in high highly sensitive positions that is if they were evil if they were wicked if satan wanted them in there they were not vetted okay 
That's the point here. Remember that for a little bit later about the FBI. Department of Homeland Security Deputy Mayor. Here's another one that's that's in high government that Obama's installed. Uh, Department of Homeland Security Deputy Mayor Arif Alakan. Uh, in the publication Discover the Networks, the editors discuss the highly sensitive federal agency employment and Muslim terrorist affiliations of Arif Alakan. Alakan's resume is very satanically impressive. He is the former deputy mayor of the Homeland Security and Public Safety for the city of Los Angeles. Remember, he is the Department of Homeland Security deputy mayor. These are the guys that are literally in charge of the most wicked factions of the government that are going to be charged with most likely the eradication of law-abiding Americans in this country. Pro-life, pro-constitution, pro-second amendment, veterans, returning veterans, uh, you know, Bible-believing Christians, Homeland Security, DHS. Now, it's, it's, I, I find it ironic that we've got Muslims in the highest echelons radical muslims islamic muslims that want to establish a islamic caliphate that would love to see nothing more than every christian dead on the planet that they're the ones in the highest places of homeland security and and uh you know fema and these types of things it's 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 pretty ironic isn't it so he was former deputy mayor of Homeland Security and Public Safety for the city of Los Angeles, was responsible for derailing LAPD's plan to monitor activities within the Los Angeles Muslim community. So he made sure they, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. He was appointed as assistant secretary for the Office of Policy Development in Barack Obama's Department of Homeland Security in 2009. He became a professor of Homeland Security and Counterterrorism in 2010. So he knows everything about the integral workings of uh, Homeland Security. Now serving as a distinguished visiting professor at the National Defense University, Ala Khan was responsible for derailing the LAPD's, Los Angeles Police Department, their efforts to monitor radical and potential terrorist activities within the city's Muslim communities. He derailed that because we don't need to know that. They need to operate unfettered, unchecked. Because we know they're all about goodness and righteousness, that they don't want to just kill all the infidels in America. No, no, no. We want to derail any efforts to, to scrutinize um, the Muslims in this country. Uh, there, in this very area, there's numerous radical mosques were known to have provided aid and comfort to the 9-11 hijackers. Ala Khan, an openly devout Sunni Muslim, has openly participated in a Muslim Public Affairs Council fundraiser titled Be the Change. In order to support that organization's leadership development programs, which openly advocates for Sharia law takeover in the United States. The open support for the Sharia law intention is, to, is the intention to overthrow the United States government on the part of an American citizen is illegal. When such an advocate is a federal employee in a sensitive position, this person should be disqualified, uh, one, from holding sensitive positions within the government. Sometimes I have to, I have to do a lot of editing when I, when I end up reading back Dave Hodges' articles because they're, they're somewhat disjointed. Sometimes I miss stuff. But uh, who's the next person? Mohammed Ellaberry, advisor to the DHS Security. So he's advisor to DHS security. Okay, the other guy was um, 
Deputy Chief of Staff to um, former Secretary Hillary Clinton and then Department of Homeland Security Deputy Mayor. Now we're dealing with advisor to DHS security. We, we've, got, we've got people that are the last people on the planet, radical devil Muslims. They're at the highest levels of Department of Homeland Security, which is going to be the very instrument, the, 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 the tip of the spear for shipping off law-abiding citizens to concentration camps, activating the red list, annihilating anybody that's pro-Second Amendment, Christian, they're the ones, they're the ones at the at the tip of the spear. They're the ones in, in charge. And he's he's got radical Muslims in there. Obama does. I mean, it's just incomprehensible. The evil. And focus your righteous indignation in prayer regarding these matters, regarding Obama that all men would see and fear and declare the work of God, that they would wisely consider of God's doing, and that the righteous would be glad in the Lord and trust in Him, and all the upright in heart would glory. I am so sick of seeing the wicked prosper. I don't know about you, but I am. I'm sure you are too. But I really feel like righteous indignation sometimes in prayer, I've seen that really move the hand of God personally. I mean, this is so evil and so wicked. And you see what this agenda is. You see the, all the, the women and children and innocent that are going to die because of this. Think about that. The wickedness that is going to be unleashed on this country through this. According to um, a November 9, 2011 CBN article, LRB, now this is Mohammed LRB, advisor to the DHS security, he spoke at a Texas conference in 2004 and honored Iran's Ayatollah Khomeini as a great Islamic visionary. Do any of you remember Jimmy Carter era of the Iranian hostage crisis? Then, then you do remember, you would understand the treason which LRB's assertions. LRB is, um, and Ayatollah Khomeini, yeah, he's the same guy I'd mentioned on several occasions where he had raped little girls and stuff, came into one of his followers' house and saw his little three-year-old daughter said, you know, I think I want a temporary marriage with her. He's like, oh, whatever you want. I th This wonderful, protective dad. And this was first-hand account. I mean, this was like they, they saw this happen. It wasn't even like they were trying to hide it. And, you know, Ayatollah Khomeini takes a little three-year-old girl, innocent little three-year-old girl, and rapes her the whole night. And, he, and they hear her screams coming from the, from the bedroom, the mom and dad. I, I, I hope they took comfort and, and felt real good about hearing their, their three-year-old daughter having this psychopathic, deranged, pervert, maggot raping their three-year-old daughter all night, the leader of their country in Iran. And then he comes out his merry way the next day, feeling refreshed and great, and dissolves the temporary marriage and goes his merry way, and they bid him Godspeed. Now that is Islam. That is Islam. This is what I'm talking about fighting. How much more wicked can you get? I mean, we're, we're talking max. When you start, when, when, when pedophilia gets involved in, in, in this sadistic sex, sexual thing to little, little girls and little boys and babies and stuff, you really can't get much lower than that. Maybe, you know, child sacrifice, yeah. But <laughs> this is what we're dealing with here. He's the, the, and this guy, Muhammad Ellerby, 
honored Iran's Ayatollah Khomeini as the great Islamic visionary. This is the kind of devils that Obama has installed in office at the highest levels in DHS, Department of Homeland Security, the ones yoked up with Walmart. Janet Bush Napolitano was, was head of for a while, and now you got Jeff Johnson, Jeff, whatever that name is. I'm pretty sure he's he's there now. I mean, <laughs> man, this is bad. This is really sick, bad stuff. And they have got the most wicked people in place. Hey, they've they've had the purge, they've had their purges, and I'm sure it's gonna probably continue if they're the, the good generals and the good colonels and the these types of people that were gonna uphold the constitution. All the way into the majors and, and captains and things of this nature. There's no room for anybody that's not wicked in the military. If you're a Christian, you're you're gonna be purged. That's been going on for a long time now. Ellerbee is a member of Department of Homeland Security's Advisory Council. He was granted access to a nationwide nationwide database that contained terror watch lists and sensitive FBI reports. See, this is the type of information we need in the hands of radical traitorous Islam, which is what he is, okay? Um, he was accused of leaking portions of the documents to the media in order to spread charges of, quote, Islamophobia. Oh, the poor persecuted Muslims. They just can't catch a break wherever they go. Wherever they go, they rape, pillage, defile, steal, burn, wreck, whatever culture that they're in. But you know, they're, they're innocent as kittens, every one of them. They're like Mary who lost her little lamb. They're like Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm. They're, they're not, none, they've never committed a sin. If he leaked that to the media, imagine what he leaked to his buddies in radical Islam. The whole kit and caboodle. That's how they know the names of these military officers that they were targeting recently that I reported on. Because of traitorous devils like this. Here's the next guy. Obama administration's advisory council on faith-based neighborhood partnerships, Ibu Patal. If you were on the FBI team vetting presidential appointees, would you grant your seal of approval to the grandson of the Muslim Brotherhood's founder? Well, somebody thought Ibu Patel, the man just mentioned here, would make a splendid member of Obama's advisory council on faith-based neighborhood partnerships. The, the, the grandson of Muslim Brotherhood's founder. Well, sure, he fits right in. Um... Patel also has strong ties with former leaders of the terrorist organization, the Weatherman Underground. Um, Bill Ayers and Bernadine Dorn. Dorn, the wife of Ayers, was convicted for her role in what resulted in the death of two law enforcement officers in an attempt to arm a armored car while a member of the Weatherman. According to the late FBI informant Larry Graithwall, Ayers and Dorn launched the political career of President Obama from their home in Chicago. Absolutely. That's well known. These terrorists were the ones that launched the literal political career of Obama. And this Ibu Patel is good buddies with them. Who is the grandson of the founder of the Muslim Brotherhood. There's no red flags here. You know, obviously not. Bill Ayers, an undeniable terrorist, an associate of Patel, still visits the White House. 
Well, hell, I, I tell you, hell's going to be a real fun place for all these devils. Real fun place. I, I pray to God they all get a vision of hell. If, if they have, if there's any chance that any of them can repent, I pray to God, God hang them out over hell. Well, however long it takes, a day, what, however long it takes, so that they, so that they do not, at bare minimum, do not continue in this wickedness. The wicked shall be turned into hell and all nations that forget God. And that's the problem. This nation collectively has forgotten God. So this is most likely going to happen because the nation has collectively forgotten God. Obviously, there's always a remnant that God preserves, or but it's just, it's incomprehensible. Who's the next guy that Obama's associated with? Well, Malik Obama, the, who is the head of the Muslim Brotherhood Finance and Arms Procurement. Malik Obama's the half-brother of President Obama. Malik is a terrorist and is in charge of the finances and arms procurement for the Muslim Brotherhood. During his tenure in office, President Obama has been strangely silent on the terrorist membership of his half-brother. I, I can't imagine why. I'm surprised that, excuse me, I'm surprised that he doesn't boldly, um, overtly, proudly proclaim that, you know, this, this tie. I mean, come on. Malik's oversight of the Muslim Brotherhood's international investments is one reason for the Obama administration's support of the Muslim Brotherhood. Uh... Let's see here. So according to an Egyptian report, um, that was according to an Egyptian report, Malik Obama is one of the architects of the Muslim Brotherhood, and the Muslim Brotherhood is a strong supporter of ISIS. Of course. Waleed Shubat reported on May of 2014 that Malik Obama is the executive secretary of the Islamic Dawah Organization, or the IDO, a group created by the Sudanese government, which is labeled as a terrorist state by the U.S. State Department. The, the establishment of President Obama's half-brother as someone who has a distinct terrorist ties was established in the Arab Spring back in 2011. The notion went unchallenged and was largely unreported by the mainstream media. Uh, the conclusion of this report is, I feel that I am watching a bad rendition of the invasion of the body snatchers. Our government has, has not just been hijacked by the bankers, but they are beginning in earnest to carry out their edicts by using people with strong terrorist ties. And in the upcoming climate of Jade Helm, this is very concerning. And there's a, just a ton of references here regarding that report. Okay, so continuing along, here's a, this one just came out from CNN. ISIS threat inside USA. The FBI, the FBI. Now, these are the same ones that, that did such a great job vetting all of these people that Obama has allowed into high office. Okay, now I understand Obama's like a puppet on a string. Fine, I get that. Uh, but he is the instrument that, 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 that is, is allowing this stuff to happen. Um, the FBI is investigating a possible ISIS-inspired terrorist threat in the United States. Um, law enforcement officials said Saturday, the investigation originated from intercepted chatter and other intelligence information that led officials to believe of a possible plot could be in the works. A possible plot. Oh, really? Like all of the... 22 different at least 22 different islamic uh terrorist training camps around the country i wonder if that's a possible plot i wonder if they're plotting anything in those camps and probably the other hundreds that exist that that aren't even on the radar potentially nah they're not plotting anything we know islam is just all about love and peace and joy i mean come on 
No arrests have been made. Well, of course not, because we can't arrest anybody. We just got to let them go their merry way. It's not clear whether the threat is real or false. No, there's there, we, we don't know if ISIS has any hidden ulterior motive. We, we obviously, by just looking at this study alone, it's, it's really debatable whether they're going to kind of, whether they would wish any evil, whether they would wish one hair on any of our head, any harm. I mean, come on. I mean, this is such a farce of a report. That's why I'm reading it. Because this is the lamestream media putting out just garbage. This this lukewarm report that, that, you know, really doesn't say a whole lot of anything. The exact nature of the threat couldn't be learned. Oh, wow, that's that's great. The one official said it focused on parts of California where the officials stepped up security. Transportation Security Administration alerted local law enforcement agencies that are responsible for external security around airports. But officials said the possible threat is not necessarily aviation related. Well, how 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 wishy-washy can you get? You know, some cities around the United States have increased their security as a precaution. A Department of Homeland Security. Oh, really? The the same one where you've got radical Islamic Muslims, literally, um, in the head positions there. Yeah, that same Department of Homeland Security spokes um spokesman declined Saturday to talk about specifics. Well, of course not. They're they're on board with ISIS. You know, they're in league. They've got guys that are, you know, radical Islamists at the very head. And of course they're going to do whatever they can do to to throw monkey wrenches into things, And, and obviously. Um, so they declined to talk about specifics. Of course, we've we got to be vague, you know. But spoke about security measures in general. Over the last few months, we have made a number of security adjustments, including enhanced screening at select overseas airports and increasing random searches of passengers. Oh, great. So take away more of the law-abiding citizens' rights, knowing that the typical ISIS person isn't going to get on a plane and come here. They're going to get smuggled in from the border or on some ship or whatever. They're not going to go that route. But see, we want to make sure we take away as much rights from law-abiding citizens and make their lives as miserable, miserable as possible because that's that's what we do. Okay, so they've increased random searches of passengers and carry-on luggage on flights inbound to the U.S., reflecting an evolving threat picture. What a joke. Uh, last report, well, not really the last report, but the last one I'm going to in depth. Islam boldly infiltrating America at an alarming rate. A brand new, first of its kind, Muslim college. A Muslim college at Berkeley, California. The land of the fruits and nuts, okay? Zatuna College received its accreditation March 15th, 2015, from the Western Association of Schools and Colleges. And we definitely need to be having this in light of everything we've discussed today and all the wonderful fruit of Islam, we definitely need to have our own Muslim colleges. And now we've got them, okay? And it's accredited from the Western Association of Schools and Colleges. Most Americans know Islamic mosques are popping up all over the U.S. in big cities and small rural towns. Less known are the some, and I, I believe this is an incredibly uh, deflated figure 22 islamic training camps 12 along the east coast four in california the guy that's writing this earl cox says i frequently fly between israel and the u.s at security now remember what we said about them bringing all these muslim these syrian islamists and all these muslims into this country to destroy the country to create a nation within a nation okay he says at security in, the, in these airports, men and women in, in, in Islamic headdresses perform security checks and handle baggage. Oh, I'm sure they're going to be on the up and up. I'm sure there's, there's nothing that could be arranged where you would have 
go to one of these security handlers and if you were Islam, I'm sure that their, you know, their allegiance to Islam is not going to get in the way of them, you know, I'm sure they're going to be right down the line and, and abide by all the laws is, I guess, the point I'm trying to make here. You, you've got an absolute recipe for disaster is the point I'm trying to make here. So, you've got men and women in Islamic headdresses performing security checks in and handling baggage at the dc mall area i observed the presence of almost as many muslim mothers pushing baby strollers because that's what their goal on the planet is to breed and to create as many muslims and as big as muslim families as possible so that they can take over wherever they're at okay jihad by stealth okay uh as many of them pushing baby strollers and trailed by their own children as there were women wearing traditional american garb indeed the obama administration has instigated a massive and deliberate importation of muslim refugees from syria jordan and elsewhere this population is growing faster than most americans care to admit or would even know um islamists build caliphates and they kill people to do it and they do it gladly hatam bazan is the second founder of the new muslim college that we just mentioned and he does not appear to be of an innocent intent bazan was accused of whipping up anti-semitism on campuses across the usa and also aided in the establishment of students for justice in palestine which is an anti-israel organization critics say he is the suspect and any school he is suspect in that any school associated with him is also suspect and one expert noni darwish a human rights advocate and founder of arabs for israel said that quote he this bazan the second founder of this islamic college we mentioned is an anti-israeli activist he uses academia to further his agenda what would a proliferation of like-minded bazan type muslim colleges across the usa likely achieve over the coming years hopefully you can clearly see what they're trying to accomplish here America must wake up before it's too late. Over the past century, progressive socialist communists infiltrated academia, churches, and local and national governments in America. And, you know, Lord knows the 501c3 churches aren't doing anything to fight this, as far as I can see. I mean, I'm, I'm, maybe some are, but not too many. Why? Well, they're yoked up with the government. They can't speak out against this. The government's doing this. They can't do that. I mean, they're, 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 they're in their FEMA home, Homeland Security uh, clergy response teams, a lot of them. Yoked up with now the Muslims who are at the head of DHS, or near the top. You, you can't say anything against them. It's politically incorrect. You get your 501c3 status revoked. So forget about them. You know, it's, it's up to the Bible-believing remnant that exists outside the 501c3 corporate whore church to pray and to try to create as much public awareness about this as you are led by the Lord. Okay? I don't want to tell you to do anything that you're not led of the Lord to do. Okay, so going back to this report, America has changed drastically. Learning from the same playbook, Muslims are duplicating the progressive wave and are infiltrating academia, churches, and local and national governments. So that's what's going on there. And again, when I say that about 501c3 churches, I don't mean, I know that there's some that get this and that maybe are trying to do the right thing regarding speaking out and that. So I don't want to make a blanket statement saying every single one on the planet... But I'm saying the absolute vast majority, if, if the church was truly being salt and light and truly being a watchman, truly looking out for its flock, I mean, I shouldn't, I shouldn't really have to even do what I'm doing. It would be being done in large part in the pulpits every week in America. 
now I understand this this goes all over the world this particular broadcast because it's on the internet and and so there's other but you know it's a church in every corner here in, in America and they're not doing their job it's very obvious so I'm just about out of time here but I'm going to read you now these are just more wonderful Muslim actions for this week okay this is just this last well it's, I don't know probably the last 10 days two weeks maybe it's just some this isn't like any kind of exhaustive thing these are just headlines bullet points um new isis video calls for attacks on america and another 9-11 we will burn america okay overtly burn you know and true that could be them working with our government to put on these you know professional looking type things you know they just got to have cutting people's heads off and all i can't watch these things I mean, I'm mad enough, righteous, indignant enough, just reporting on what I am. I can't watch them hacking off a Christian's head. You know, I, I, <laughs> I have, I have, I mean, my, my dad was a psycho, okay, when I grew up and, and I, I've struggled with anger issues my whole life because of that, because, hey, you're, you're a product of your environment and, and the Lord Jesus Christ has changed me, but you still have baggage from the past. And I got a real hard time watching these guys trying to hack off not trying hacking off innocent christians heads and and acting like they're so wonderful and puritanical and they're going to kill every one of us i mean and knowing all of the other perverted garbage that they do i i just i i have a tough time with it um and i know a lot of my listeners do too you know i mean i mean I, i'm i'm only human and and this stuff is just uh it just leaves you speechless it it, it really does so directing that righteous indignation into prayer, which I need to do that as much as anybody, is really the key. And exposing this. I'm going around. I got a whole bunch of these trick tracks. Um, they've got one called Men of Peace and another one, Camels in the Tent. And I'm, I'm trying to put those out as much as I can. I put them in the gas stations at the pumps where you can, they fit in there perfect a lot of times. Every gas station pumps a little bit different. But you can leave them in places where they will get picked up. This is a way that you can seed your area with some knowledge about um, this growing threat that a lot of people may not be aware of whatsoever. And, and pray over the tracks before you put them out. You never know what God can um, could do with one track. And, and you're creating public awareness. You're exposing that. These are just things you could think about. If you're, if you're around a mosque or whatever, go in there, maybe... Um, whenever you feel led and, and and i'm not saying go on their property or violate anything but i'm saying like maybe across the street or, or near there and praying in your car against these things um and i gave you some resources regarding bible verses and things like that at the start of the thing okay i'm really running out of time now so next next report isis muslim militants kidnap gang rape and impregnate nine-year-old yazidi girl in iraq Okay, next report, 12 Muslim men on trial for gang raping one 13-year-old Muslim girl. 12, 12 Muslim men gang raping, and this is just a small little tiny fraction of what's went on in the world. Okay, just since the last time I gave some of these headlines. Only 12 on trial for gang raping, raping one 13-year-old Muslim girl. I, I'm, I'm, she must have really been uh, made Allah mad for them because she was Muslim. Um, next one, nine-year-old sex slave is made pregnant by 10 ISIS militants raping her and, um, 
says aid worker. Next one, 47-year-old Muslim man attempts rape on 10-year-old boy inside Denmark's new mega mosque in Copenhagen. Next report, 17-year-old daughter of a Christian pastor in Uganda was reportedly gang raped by five Muslim men after he refused to close down his church. So that's how they got back at this pastor. Next one, top Muslim cleric says, um, you don't, don't need wife's consent for sex. In other words, you could just rape her. Okay, Yazir Barhami says if a man can have sex when he wants, he will be damaged. So the poor Muslim devil husband will be damaged if he can't rape his wife whenever he wants to. Where are the outcries from from feminists on this? No, they don't. They don't say anything. You know why? Because they're evil and Islam's evil, and they're not going to say anything against it. Where Where are the outcries from from the gays? I mean, they, they, they throw gays off the highest pinnacle. They, they kill them, even though they, they engage in all kind of homosexual behavior themselves. But if you're openly, overtly gay, oh, that's no good. We got to kill them. We got to show what big men we are. Where are the outcry from the gays? There's nothing. Why? Because they're, they're, they're all on team evil is what it boils down to. You're either on team God or you're on team evil. And if you're on team evil, you're not going to say a whole lot against other guys on team evil, even if they want to kill you. What, what hypocrisy we see here. Where's Hillary, Hillary Clinton and all the feminists coming out with all the, the garbage they do to women? No, no, we, we, no they're, they're on team evil. Let's go further. <laughs> this Muslim husband sets wife on fire. Why? Because she didn't ask for permission to leave their house. And I'm not talking she wanted to leave and like go to another country and get away from them. She just didn't ask permission to leave the house. She was going to like run an errand or something. So he set her on fire and killed her, burned her to death in Pakistani, quote, honor killing. Because it's so, she, she dishonored them. This poor, upstanding Muslim man. Think of what, the, the shame that he, the reproach he must have bore with her going out of the house and her not asking him. What would Allah say? Well, he had to burn her alive and teach her a lesson. That's, that's exactly what happened. Uh, next one. ISIS kills more Christians by the sea. They're, they're throwing them off the boats. The M Muslim migrants kill 12 Christians by throwing them off boat. Muslim terrorist mastermind that murdered 166 in Mumbai, India, released from jail by Pakistan. So he only killed 166. He's released. Here's another one. It's not simply persecution, it's genocide. All these innocent men and women met their demise at the hand of radical Islamic jihadists seeking the complete destruction of the Christian church. That's a whole report on that. All these are separate articles you can click on from this PDF if you don't believe this and, and just go right to the source there. So I am so far beyond time. Um, I can only say a tiny prayer and then I have to cut this out because I'm not going to be able to upload this. It's going to be too big of a file. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and all you've given us, Lord. I just pray, God, that you forgive us for any and all sins we've committed, Lord, as we forgive those who have sinned against us. I pray, God, that you fight against them, Lord God, that fight against righteousness, that you fight against this Islamic terror, that all of these wicked plots be exposed, that you bless the remnant, God. You bless my listeners and, and Lord God, that you protect the innocent, you protect all these people in the world that are being targeted by these wicked, nefarious forces. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.